Hello, welcome to the podcast of Grace Point Pentecostal Church. I'm glad you could be with us. This message was preached by our senior pastor on January the 16th, 2022, and it was titled Stay in Crete. It was a great word, and we pray you're blessed by it again today. To Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. For this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. Now this seems pretty obscure. There's no real uh, point to these two verses of Scripture. It's not saying you know, ultimately this is the goal or this is some miracle story of crossing the Red Sea. It just seems to be a greeting and a letter. And But, but verse 5, listen to what he says again. For this cause, I left thee in Crete. For this cause, I left thee in Crete. And he goes on for three chapters, really, to tell Titus the whole point of what was happening there. And I want to preach on this thought with the help of the Lord. And I know you're going to help me preach and I know God's going to move. But I want to preach on stay in Crete. Stay in Crete. Look at somebody and tell them, just stay in Crete. I, 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 I know there's some stuff happening, but whatever you do, stay there. There's a plan. There is a purpose. So I want you to stay in Crete. Amen. And let's pray together right now. Jesus, we thank you for your word that is ageless and endless and it speaks unto all generations Lord I'm praying that you would speak through me today to each and every person whether they are on the mountaintop rejoicing or in the valley with a broken heart Lord I am praying that you would open our understanding and that you would bring strength and encouragement into this place today in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Would you give the Lord thanks before you're seated? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Look at somebody one more time and say, stay in Crete. And, and you can be seated, amen. Titus is one of the three <clears throat> pastoral epistles written by Paul and four uh, ministry ministers, aspiring ministers. It ought to be three highly familiar books to understand <clears throat> what Paul is, is speaking to the church as far as church government. Amen. The role of a pastor and a shepherd and an elder and a and a bishop, all of this is spelled out in the three pastoral epistles. 
um, we read oftentimes the Bible as a, a book of events that happened a long time ago, and that, that's okay because it is. <clears throat> but sometimes I think we lose the personal connection that the author had with the recipient. In other words, sometimes it's really easy to lose the understanding that when Paul wrote to Timothy or he wrote to Titus, it was not a stranger. It wasn't like he was writing a letter to a church or a group of believers, but he was writing a letter to an individual. The book of Acts is actually a letter that way. Uh, the book of Acts is a letter that was written by Dr. Luke, and Luke wrote to Theophilus uh, about what God had done in the early church in the book of Acts. Amen. It was not, um, it was not really, uh, how do I say this? It was, it was not really meant for as much corporate as it was written to Theophilus to affirm in him what God was doing. And although it has brought many blessings uh, to the nations for 2,000 years, it was a letter written. And sometimes it's really easy to lose focus that they were written in a very, very personal manner. And when Paul wrote to Timothy or he wrote to Titus, he would open up by saying, this is my son in the gospel. Um, that, that was not a phrase that was to be uh, loosely uh, read. It was a very affectionate thing. Paul, uh, as far as we know, uh, did not marry, did not have children. His only children were born in the gospel. And he writes to them, and he begins to tell of his affection for them. Amen. He begins to tell of his love for them and his prayer for them and his concern for them, which is vitally important. Amen. But we, we, get, we get an insight. It's, it's a very beautiful thing, if you would, that God allowed these scrolls and these letters to be uncovered because it's as if it were we got to get to read the email, if they'd had email back then, a very personal one. I, I don't know that Paul ever truly knew that this epistle was going to be canonized in the Holy Writ. I, I don't know that Paul wrote it with the understanding that God was going to solidify and put this uh, with 65 other books that would make up our Bible. Amen. But I am so thankful that God did because God, God saw need for the church 2,000 years later to have this in our life. We, we, we get a snapshot of Paul's affection for these two young men. Amen. Uh, Timothy, who he established uh, to be the pastor in Ephesus after they had raised up a, a church there. And I, I told you we're going to need a runway. I, I, I got to get, uh, gotta get us this connection between Paul and these young men. And he writes Timothy in First and Second Timothy, and he is dealing with church government issues. He is dealing with Timothy personal, with some personal issues that Timothy is having. You know, it's good to know that the men and the women of the Bible um, had some junk in their life too. I, I, I'm, I'm actually quite relieved to know that they didn't all walk on water and they weren't all perfect, but they had a need 
not only for God in their life, but they had practical needs in their life. Timothy had, a, had a, an illness in his stomach. I mean, that's why Paul would write to him and instruct him on how to help uh, his intestinal issues that he was having. He was genuinely concerned about his son in the gospel. I left you in Ephesus. I want you to pastor there. Here is church government. Here is how you deal with this situation. And oh, by the way, son, take care of yourself because if you don't take care of you, nobody else is going to, and we need your longevity, amen, to help expand the kingdom of God throughout Africa and, and Europe and the known world at that time. There's, a, there's only one way you can do it. You, you need to kind of take care of yourself and structure it. As a matter of fact, you need to appoint deacons because you can't do everything yourself. You need elders and overseers, amen. Uh, you need men and women to be involved in ministry. He was very concerned with that and also personally concerned. And one day, uh, while Paul is in his missionary travels, he receives a letter, amen, and he receives a letter from Titus. And uh, we don't have that letter from Titus, but we do have the letter from Paul to Titus, which is a response to the letter that Titus had sent to Paul. You with me so far? Amen. Titus had wrote his pastor, his father in the gospel, and he had wrote him a letter, and that letter finally caught up with Paul. And Paul read that letter with great concern, and he read that letter with, with, with great uh, affection and intrigue, and then with prayer, he responded back to Titus' letter through the epistle that we know as the book of Titus, amen. And we don't know all that Titus said, but we do know the gist of what he said. We kind of have a 10,000 foot view of what he said. We may not know the specifics, but we do know some of the things that he said because as we open the letter, and I read in your text, he is saying with affection, amen, that he loves him and grace and mercy and peace to be upon him, amen. And then in verse 5, he says, for this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. Paul went searching for someone to be in Crete. And, and he, he found Titus. And searching to put somebody in Ephesus, he put Timothy. It wasn't a draw of the hat. It wasn't a resume of who was the most qualified and who spoke the language the best and who was most assimilated to the culture. It was who God spoke to him to place in that city and in that region, amen, to establish the kingdom of God in that area. I need you to understand there is no FaceTime. There is no cell phones, no emails. There, there are no modern conveniences. There is no Pony Express. There is no U.S. Mail, FedEx, UPS, amen. They are dealing in very primitive times of communication. And so Paul leaves them there and says, I want you to build the church of the Lord Jesus Christ here. You've trained under me. You've seen how I work. Amen. You and I have been together since day one. You've got to understand something that uh, the Apostle Paul won Titus to the Lord. Amen. And he raised him up for the gospel's sake. And he said, Titus, for this cause, I left thee in Crete. So you got a little background. I want to, I want to kind of start to bring it home a little bit more now. And Paul is responding to the letter that Titus had sent him. And Titus in that letter was saying to Paul, uh, Pastor, it, it's getting rough here. 
Pastor, this isn't necessarily what I signed up for. Um, Pastor, to be quite honest, these people are jerks. Amen. You say, oh, you're exaggerating. You haven't read the book of Titus. He writes to Paul and says, I I don't know if you have another church that that needs a pastor, but I I think I could pastor that church a whole lot better than I can pastor this one. I, I don't know if there is some other area or avenue in ministry you can use me in, but... But pastor, I, I, think, I think my time of ministry has been fulfilled here. I, I, I think it's time for me to move on. I, I, I mean, there's so much things that are happening. And we don't know all that Titus said to the apostle Paul, but we know he told him some stuff because Paul begins to deal with the Cretan people at that time. Amen. And uh, for those that think, well, pastor's exaggerating a little bit about how bad them people were. I'm going to tell you, them people were terrible people. Don't take my word for it. Take the Apostle Paul's word for it. Because you need to just drop on down a few verses in your Bible to find out what Paul thought about those people. Say, Pastor, you can't ever feel any kind of way about anybody. Well, here's what Paul said, verse 12. One of them, even a prophet of their own, said, the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. Do you see what he said? They're liars. They're a bunch of stubborn mules and they're gluttonous. Say, well, Paul didn't say that. Read the next verse. This witness is true. Ah. Oh. So what was Paul responding to? Paul was responding to a young preacher in the gospel trying to build the kingdom. And he was saying, Pastor, I got to get out of it. I can't take it anymore. You don't understand the division. You can't understand. These people are weird. I, I, I'm not assimilating to the culture well. I don't get it very well. I, I, you, you can't trust any of these people. They're so two-faced. They're backstabbers. They, I, I mean, these people are out of control. And he wasn't even talking about sinners. He was talking about people that have been born again in the church in Crete. And, and Titus was saying, Pastor, you got to get me out of here. I can't take this anymore. There's got to be some other area in ministry that, I mean, these people are weird. They're always into mysticism and Jewish fables and genealogies, amen. In verse 13, Paul said, you know what that prophet of them said? He said, they're a bunch of lying, evil beasts, gluttonous, overeaten people. He said, and that is very true. He said, wherefore, I want you to rebuke them sharply. We don't take that kind of preaching anymore. No, we're, we're, we're too drunk on the hippy-dippy, granola-munching type of hold hands, kumbaya, let's all hum good times together. No, every once in a while, Paul said, look, I'm going to tell you something. You're not dealing with sinners. You're dealing with the church. And if you're going to deal with the church and you're ever going to build the kingdom of God in a city, amen, Titus, sometimes you got to quit laying down and, and letting everybody stumble. you got to stand up in the Holy Ghost if it's in the Word of God and you need to handle your business. Amen. Say, Pastor, I don't know that in 2022 you can grow a church, amen, with that kind of teaching. I want you to know that kind of teaching established the church for 2,000 years and it's still going. 
He said, you rebuke them sharply. Don't give heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from truth. Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess God that they know God, but in works they deny him being abominable, disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. He was talking about the people that were supposedly born again. And here is Titus. And Titus is saying, Pastor, you got to get me out of here. The more I preach, the weirder they get. I mean, they profess God with their mouth. They come to church and talk in tongues. They dance. They worship. They prophesy. They do everything right. But as soon as they walk out the back doors, they live like devils and demons. Amen. They turn on me. They turn on one another. And Paul said the only way to deal with that is you've got to turn the tables and deal with them in the Holy Ghost like Satan is dealing with them in the Spirit. Amen, this is why I apologized in the beginning. I I know this isn't my typical beginning of the year sermon. Titus, I know things are tough, son. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. I remember fishing with my dad and be out there for hours and not get a bite. Dad, this is sick of this. We ain't catching nothing. And he'd always come back with that famous ancient one-liners fishermen have been saying for thousands of years. Well, son, that's why they call it fishing and not catching. Go to deer camp, spend a week setting it up, be there, hunt for a week, not even see anything. I could have been at home watching college football, rescuing America from the invasions of the Russians and the Vietnamese. For those of you who don't understand, we actually fought wars back then, and so we were recreating them, amen. And so here, here I am, and I didn't see nothing, and they, one of the old timers would respond around the fire hub, well, that's why we call it uh, hunting and, and not killing, because it's easy to kill, it's hard to hunt for what you're looking for. Pastor, this, it's, it's tough. I, I don't know how much more I can handle, Pastor. I, I know you've been moving. I, I know you've been moving up into Europe, and, and I know you're in Greece, and, and I know you've got a burden to go into Rome. And Pastor, I, I think I could be of some value. You got to understand. Titus wrote him a letter, Amen, telling Pastor Paul that if you would just call me to you, Pastor, amen, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fold your blanket every morning. I, I'll light your candles at night. I'll, I'll handle the ink and the quill. I'll do anything you want me to do, Pastor. You have just got to get me out of this situation. I'm about to lose my mind with these lying, evil, overeating people. I can't handle myself here anymore. Pastor, you called me to build a church and I can't build a church because things are tough. The economy's tough. The culture is tough. The people are tough. And pastor, send me back. Send me back into Africa. Send me over into Europe. Send me over into the far eastern parts of the world. But pastor, whatever you do, get me out of Crete there's got to be another pulpit I can occupy there's got to be another city that needs the gospel and Paul writes back to Titus and he says for this cause I left thee in Crete in other words Titus I know times are tough but you are not there for the easy times and you're not just there for the good times but son I put you in that city because the kingdom of God must be established 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. I told you, I'm going to preach to you. Amen. Some of you have been wondering, does God care about my plight? Is he even aware, aware of my misery? Is he, does he know what I'm going through? God, get me out of this situation. God, get me out of this place. Get me out of this job. Get me out of this church. Get me out of this city. Get me out of this state. And God's trying to remind you, I've got you here for a reason. Don't you dare move. Don't you dare walk away. Don't you dare step out of the plan and the will of God. Hallelujah. Is this all right this morning? I'm going to preach what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to preach what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I, 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 some, some of y'all need to let your roots get deep in the church. You don't, you don't verbalize it because you ain't got the guts to talk about it out loud. But you walk around whistling, I got leaving on my mind. I'm gonna, you're never going to be what God's called you to be when you're peeking over the fence thinking the grass is greener. The only reason the grass is greener over there is because the sewage is leaking. The grass may be green, honey, but the smell is unbearable. I want, I want to go somewhere. I can this. I want to. I think I'll be happier over there. If you can't be content living for God right here, right now, I pr- listen. I've been doing this longer than you. I've been preaching the gospel full time, going on twenty two years, and I can promise you, if you can't live for God here, you won't live for God there. If you can't be used of God here, you won't be used. You better stay in Crete. Amen. I'm on, I'm on a pastor a little bit right now. I, I'm sick of the moving spirit that gets up. Well, I'm going to move over here. Here's the problem. You're going to be the same wretched person there that you are here. And until you get prayed through here, you're never going to be anything for God there. Stay in Crete. I know we got the mass exodus going on in California because we got, we got some idiot politicians. You're going you gonna to run and move over there? Well, all the people that voted these people in are moving to where you want to go. <laughs> Amen. Here's the problem. You ready? I'm going to help you right now. Here's the problem you're going to face. Is this okay, Sister Elva? All right, here's, here's the problem they're going to have. I'm going to talk to Sister Elva because I know she loves me. <laughs> Sister Elva, you know what their biggest problem is? No matter where they go, there they are. You're lazy here, you're going to be lazy there. You're gossip here, you'll be a gossip there. You don't pray here, you're not going to pray there. You don't worship here, you won't worship there. You don't teach Bible studies here, you won't teach Bible studies there. God put you in Crete for a reason, Titus. 
You say, well, bless God, I live by the motto, when the going get tough, the tough get going. Yeah, the tough get going because they're wimps. When the going get tough, the tough get going. What kind of a philosophy is that to live by? When things get tough, I think I'll take my toys and go home. No, when the going get tough, the tough get praying, the tough get fasting, the tough get worshiping, the tough, they get fighting, the tough get on fire, the tough teach Bible studies. But pastor, I think I would... that's your problem. You're thinking with the natural mind and you're not thinking with a regenerated Holy Ghost mind. Amen. He said, Pastor, you say the problem is thinking? Yes. Thinking, thinking. Because I promise you ain't prayed about it. And look, I don't know anything that's going we, we could be ready to, to sell U-Haul out for the next six months. No, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. But I tell you what I feel right now. You ain't, you ain't prayed a lick over this. All you see is opportunity. I don't know if you're here or you're watching online, but I'm preaching to more than just one or two right now. Well, my dollar will go further over there. My, 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 my. You, you, you go right ahead and then do it out of the will of God. See what happens with your life. You ain't prayed about it. You ain't sought God about it. Maybe we shouldn't have live streamed this one. You ain't, you ain't sought God about it. You've looked at it, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're a follower of world trends rather than a follower of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Our ministry staff, every once in a while, you got to get up and preach like this. It can't always be happy, clappy, pat on the back and let's make it. Every once in a while, I'm talking to these young preachers right now. Every once in a while, you got to stand with the boldness in the Holy Ghost in the pulpit and you've got to attack things that the world wants to bleed into the church. How's God going to build a church if everybody's running after every carnal trend that's happening in the world? Everybody's moving to Florida. Everybody's moving to Arizona. Everybody's moving. Well, what about the church? What about the will of God? Now, I... I didn't say that in, in a castigating way. They understood what I was saying because these, these, these young men, one of these days, they're going to leave campuses and satellite works and preaching points. Amen. And, and it's important for you to understand in the Holy Ghost that not everything that is trendy is good. And I hoped you would know that by now. By the way, you've already missed the boat. You're on the tail end of it anyway. See, you, you, you didn't have the guts to do it with the pioneers. You just tagged along at the end of the trail. Yeah. Man, I better stick with my notes that I just scribbled. We sing a song that the safest place in the whole world was in the will of God. But God, God wants me to be happy. You have never read your Bible, have you? He never said that. 
He said that no matter what state you were in, to learn to be content. And you're not wrong for having those feelings. That's why I'm preaching this message, because even Titus had these feelings. Get me out of here. I can't handle the economy. I can't handle the, the people are getting on my nerves. Titus, stay in Crete, son. But Paul, you're not hearing, no, 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 you're not hearing me. Stay where I planted you. You know, it's, it's just amazing to me how God can bless people and they still got leaving on their mind. I, 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 don't, under, I don't understand it. You need, a, you need to stay in Crete. Well, this is a self-serving sermon if I've ever heard one. Well, you're right, genius. It is serving the kingdom very well. But if you think my motive is to try to keep people against their will, you've lost your ever-loving mind. The motivation is stay in the will of God. I've seen people lay fleeces out before the Lord, which, by the way, is one of the biggest signs of doubt. We celebrate that as if laying a fleece before the Lord is some great thing. But I've seen God, Lord, if you just give me this raise, if you just give me this promotion, you just give me this house, this car, Lord, I'll know I'm in. And then God will do it. And six months later, Lord, if you'll just, if you'll just six months, Lord, if you'll just. What more does God got to do? Am I just stating the obvious too much? Is this? Amen. But here's the thing. I, I, I can tell you in the Holy Ghost, for some people, they've already made up their mind. This is going to fall on deaf ears. Because they are so convinced they're in the will of God without even having prayed about it. You're in the will of you. You're, you're in the will of God, little g, being your will. And you're serving the God of your will. Again, I don't know any. Do we know of anything that's happening? We don't know nothing. I, I, and I could be swinging and missing, but I've been at it long enough to know I've made contact with the ball today. Stay in Crete, Titus. But you don't understand how tough things are. You, you think he's any less a devil over there than he is here? You, you know what's amazing? Is, is I go online... And I talked back back home, back east, and, and and they all say the same thing. I don't know how you guys live out there. It's so expensive. It's just unbelievable. I mean, I'm telling you the price of gas and the price of homes and the price of this. And, and man, it's so expensive. And I'm, yep, it is. And I'll affirm it. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's expensive. I mean, I have to do two, two debit card transactions to fill up my truck. Thank you, environmentalist wackos. And, and Brother Gus driving a diesel, which is much cleaner than gas. Get punished more. Amen. Don't make sense. It don't make sense. And it's so expensive. We're going to get, it's so expensive. But you know what's amazing? I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. 
all, all, all I know is, yeah, everything's going up. Yeah, inflation. Yeah, all of But here's what I also know. The people that have put the kingdom of God first, they're not doing without. As a matter of fact, in, in a down economy, we've watched people in our churches buy homes when everybody else is trying to get rid of them. We've seen them get new cars when they can't find, when you can't. Matter of fact, the dealers are calling you right now to bring that car back and they'll pay you more for your used car than you bought it brand new. I've seen them go to gas pumps and fill up when everybody else is rationing out uh, 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 the, the change in their cigarette uh, ashtray of their car. I've seen God bless his people. You want to know why? Because God says, if I have called you to Crete, I'm going to keep you in Crete. If I've called you to Crete, I'm going to hold you, protect you and provide for you oh I feel the Holy Ghost this morning I, I'm sorry I, I, I know this isn't a you know hair on fire shout and dance at the break of dawn and we're going to shout the new year and rah 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 we'll get that next Sunday but I, I need to handle that there's something going on in Crete right now I, I know there's opposition I know there's some weird people around us most of them live in Sacramento amen I know that there's some strange things happening I know the economy isn't what it was two and three years ago I know the jobs and I understand the housing I get all of that Titus but Titus it was for this cause that I sent you to Crete don't ever lose don't ever take your eye off the prize the reason you're here is because God has called you here there is churches to be raised up right here oh I feel the Holy Ghost right now Pastor, you don't, you don't understand the hell I'm going through right now. You, you can't even imagine the battle. I, I know, I, I, I'm not making little of the battle. You've got to understand, I, I get that. But I've also got to tell you that until God tells you to step out of that situation, stay in that situation. Pastor, I can't hear from God. I don't know what to do. If you can't hear from God and you don't know what to do, you just keep doing what he told you to do the last time you heard from him. You, you, you stay in Crete, son. Don't, don't get out of Crete right now because God's working in Crete. What was the big deal about Crete? Uh, you, uh, Crete, I, I'm about to close with this. Uh, you gotta understand Crete was one of the most strategic islands off the mainland of Greece. Uh, it was 100 miles from the Grecian mainland. It was about halfway between there and the northern coast of Africa. In other words, it was a strategic multicultural launching off place uh, into Europe and to Africa. And when Paul said, I've got to establish a church, that is going to be able to propagate the gospel and launch it into two different continents. I've got to put somebody there that I can trust. I know the times are going to get tough. I know that it's uh, the people are going to be obstructive. I know that sometimes the way is going to get hard. But Titus, I didn't put you there because I just was looking for somewhere to plug you in. I put you there, Titus, because raising up churches in Crete it's going to send the gospel into Africa and send the gospel into Europe and send the gospel into Asia. Titus, if you leave Crete, you're going to abandon a global strategy for apostolic revival. Don't let the people get to you. Don't let the economy get to you. Don't let sickness get to you. Don't let discord get to you. Titus, whatever you do, son, stay in Crete.
Oh, lift your hands to the Lord right now. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, God's speaking to somebody right now. Amen. You've been wondering, how am I getting out of this? How am I going to get through this? Oh, God, take me out of this situation. I know I may not be preaching what you want to hear, but I'm going to preach to you what you got to hear and what you need to hear. God's got you in that situation for a reason. God's got you on that job for a reason. God's got you in the home for a reason. God's got you in the city for a reason. God strategically has placed you where he has because he's wanting to do something in you and through you. Whatever you do, don't abandon Crete, Titus. For the next few moments, I wonder if there's anybody that can be totally transparent to the Lord right now. And if there's a Titus in this place, see, Titus wouldn't backslid. Titus was lost. God wasn't angry with Titus. Titus was lonely. Titus felt abandoned. Titus was broken. His heart was shattered. It seemed like everything he wanted to do, the enemy was undoing. But I wonder if there are any Tituses in this place right now that would stand and lift their hands and say, Lord, I I hear you loud and clear. I know you're working in me and through me, oh God. Hallelujah. Come on, I I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You see what Paul was telling Titus? He was saying, Titus, Crete needs you. Titus, Crete needs you. Titus, you can't leave. Crete needs you. And the other thing he was telling him, Titus, you need Crete, son. You need that situation. I know you don't like it. It don't feel good. It's not what you thought it was going to be. But you need it more than you realize. Come on, I know we're going to hear a lot of preaching this year about going and doing and running and advancing and forward, but you got to understand you can do that right where you are. Sometimes you got to stand still and see the salvation of God. Don't you leave Crete. Don't you leave Crete. You need Crete. You need Crete more than you think you do. He's making you in this. He's a making. No, no, pastor, I'm breaking. No, there's making in the breaking. He is a making you in Crete right now. Come on, lift those hands and those voices to the Lord. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's a Titus who says, I don't even care who's watching. I got to get to the altar right now. I don't, I don't even care who's here. Who cares what they think about what I'm going No, no, no. I, I, I wonder if there's a Titus 
that'll meet me in this altar right now and say, my God, Pastor, that's exactly how I've been feeling. I've been wanting out of this situation. I'm not even talking about relocating. I'm talking about whatever it is happening in your life. You've been fighting it. Amen. The, 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 the enemy of your soul has been a weighing on you and oppressing you. The situations of life, the battles of life. Amen. You've been praying, God, get me out of it. God, I need an answer. Get me, get me out of this. I can't take it anymore. And God says, but Titus, Crete needs you and you need Crete. never called you to it if you weren't equipped for it. He would have never called you to it if he didn't think you could handle it. He would have never brought you to it if he didn't think he could get you through it. Come on, Titus. Come on, Titus. Crete's the will of God for you, Titus. Pastor, you got to get me out of this, Pastor Paul. Timothy's having a greater revival than me. Timothy's ministry's booming. I feel like I'm just hitting my head against a brick wall. But Titus, this is where God is calling you. Thank you for joining this podcast. We pray it was a blessing to you, and we're so grateful that you could join us today. We want to stay connected with you, so please subscribe in your podcast player and leave us a review. You can also find us on Facebook at GP Woodland or on our website at gpwoodland.com or on YouTube with Grace Point Pentecostal Church. Let's stay connected and we will see you next time.